Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am Martin Rövik and I am still here as always with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Hendriksen. Hujambo Lars! <laughs> Hi Martin, good to see you as always and as always looking forward to recording another episode with you. The purpose of this podcast is to help you learn GTD or become even better GTD. So we, as always, hope that this episode supports you in that. And if it does, we love to hear from you. If you're new to GTD, we recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six to get an introduction to the basics of getting things done. And now this is episode number 61. And today we'll be talking about a topic that I think is becoming even more relevant again as the world unfolds in the way it, it does. It uh, certainly is very relevant, I would say. Um, the, we dubbed this episode the best practices of working from home. And for those of you who are doing this, you might have some um, tips and tricks you can pick up. That's based on the getting things done methodology and our you know, general practices Lars and I have seen uh, working in uh, the real life of working from home, which we both have been doing for a long time. So Lars, um, we had a little talk before the pre-show, uh, sorry, in the pre-show we had a little talk. And um, uh, where do you think we should start? What would be the first thing you want, what first topic we should talk about? Well, I think first of all, it's just something that's been really you know, clear with the way that the pandemic has evolved over the, the last uh, months and even now in two years. It's, uh, it's been, uh, you know, at least the coaching clients that I've worked with have really seen a significant shift in the way that they work and how they, how they work, how they need to set up their systems to support them in this new sort of hybrid way of, of working, maybe going a bit to the office, maybe you've been back for a while, maybe you're heading home once again to, to, to work, uh, work from home. Hmm. Um, and a good place to start is obviously the uh, the base, the workstation, the cockpit, where you sit and do your uh, daily daily work. Hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that has changed most for me, I think, in, in working from home is really to invest in having a good solid cockpit to work from, having a good base to sit down, do my work. Um, so, so when I sit down there, I naturally head on into work mode and I'm ready to, to get things done from hmm. the, the work list. So for me, you know, having the, the inbox set up, obviously the physical in-tray next to my uh, my setup is, is critical for me to have some place to, to drop things off. Um, it might not be as necessary as it might have been for me at an office with colleagues dropping by, dropping things off, things like that. But as I'm sure many of our listeners already know, there is a lot of stuff that shows up at home. So it'll typically, for me, at least be a mix of work and, and home-related things that end up in there. And again, if they don't have a place to land, they'll land all over the place. So having a specific uh, in-tray set up. Uh, mm. is, is of course a, a critical component in that cockpit and it's so funny just reflecting on that uh, before we we started um when i give the introductory speech to getting things done in a in a company there will always be hesitation with regards to having that in-tray set up and i recognize that for myself as well when i started off with gtd but it's just people can really you know recognize once they start working it that when they didn't have it their whole house was really an inbox they, mm -hmm. they any flat surface could be an inbox or you know the refriger refrigerator or whatever it might be mm -hmm. um will tend to capture things so uh, so mm -hmm. having that in tray set up is a, it's a good place to to start mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and, the, and just the, the 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 practicalities of having an in-tray makes it possible for you to, you know, um, stop using your head as a system more quickly than if you don't, because there will show up things in your physical world that needs to land there, um, mm. both uh, work and uh, personal uh, related um, objects, and speci specifically when you work from home, that might be a good idea. Just 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 get one, and um, yeah. and it is. As I was talking to my, my wife, um, she wanted me to, uh, she bought um, a snow globe uh, that the batteries mm -hmm. was not working and she wanted me to change those batteries. And so I said to put it, put it in my, my inbox. Uh, and she did and uh, the batteries get changed or actually they haven't been changed yet, but, but uh, the, um, uh, that resulted in uh, buy two um, uh, LR44 batteries at um, <laughs> our Home Depot uh, or locally um, yeah. the same. And and don't under underestimate that in a home office to have an in-tray. That's really important. I do agree with you. And it's 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 funny that you mentioned that as an example because uh, as we record this approaching Christmas, I never knew there were so many different types of batteries that existed <laughs> out there. So now that you mentioned that, when we had two or three different ones that I had to go pick up as well to make sure that we had you know the lights for the kids' mm -hmm. bikes and all the different Christmas lights that uh, that came up. So yeah, mm -hmm. again, the inbox are a good place for that. Mm -hmm. And. Um, Another thing that actually then leads into that is a good place for support material. So all of the stuff that you need when performing an extraction or to get an overview of a project, um, we need to store those things someplace. So what I found is that initially I, you know, I saw the need for the inbox and I started to see these things that didn't really have a place to land. So these things that I needed to do. So where would you put that snow globe while you were waiting to get those batteries? So having a place for that kind of thing, um, I, I do tend to see that people are, are missing this in their setup. So make sure that you have a place for those kinds of things, especially when it's work-related things. You have to read stuff you need to you know, go through before you head into an important meeting that's mm. printed physically, then, mm. then have that place somewhere. Mm. Uh, so for me, it's just another tray, similar to the in-tray uh, mm. here at the, the office. At home, it's a specific drawer dedicated mm. to, to that, uh, that purpose. Um, and we actually also have a specific shelf in a, in a cupboard for things that we need you know, to, to bring to friends, bring to family when we go there. Uh, mm. So they have a place to sit while we wait to, mm. to yeah, whenever that then happens. Yeah, I do, do wholeheartedly agree that this, um, you know, the action support or project support material needs to reside somewhere. When once you decided that uh, the snow globe needs, needs batteries, then snow, snow globe needs to live somewhere where you will find it when you eventually get the batteries. And um, I do agree. And I have also um, um, action support um, in-tray. And I also have um, part of a sh shelf that I call my action support or project support material. Um, yeah. And I also have this um, action support folder uh, that I use for printed material in my folder rack, which is yeah. <laughs> really handy. <laughs> yeah, I have that too. It's pretty. It's it's more worn out than yours. I don't think you can even read it anymore. What what's on my label? It's been it's been used that that, that much over the years. Mm. And then, That's of course, good. you know, having that cockpit, making sure that you have your own cockpit. Um, mm. 
oftentimes, and you know, sometimes you may be constrained physically. There might not be enough room for you to have each of your your own workstations. But I saw that now as part of a a move that we made last year, having a separate desks, having a place to work. Mm. Each of us, uh, both of us working from home sometimes, it really is just critical to have that space for yourself. So if possible, if you have room for it, then have your own separate setup with all the things that you need. And if possible, you know, as we start to work more from home, having, um, you know, good equipment, having mm. a good, uh, you know, good screen, everything set up right, uh, you know, you're, your desk is at the right height, your desk and your chair is at the right height, that you have everything you need easily mm. available to you. I think that that equipment set up is something that probably people might want to invest in now that we might again see us working more from home. Hmm. Um, and actually, I think we just spoke about that before yes, we did. as well, upgrading equipment. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I have a um, an iMac that is, I think the, the English expression is uh, long in the tooth which means in the plain language that it's a little old and it's a little slow. And then I started to try and open up um, Ecamm uh, Live that we use for recording. Uh, the machine went into, I don't want to make this. I am very jagged, <laughs> you know, and, it's, uh, and so I had to restart the machine. So I'm, I'm but I'm looking forward to buy a, um, a new iMac because I recognize that as one of my most important tools and, and people tell me this is one of my pet peeves when I talk to leaders in companies is that oh no our company policy says that I can't have another iPhone than anyone else so I have to have this old model we buy them cheap and I, I tell them I tell this person is what is your uh, hourly rate mm, how much do you make in one hour how much does the, you cost the company for one hour and uh, ah this is your price okay um, sometimes they don't want to tell me this, but I'm I'm just making up a number, and I ask them, let's let's pretend it is this, and then I will tell them that okay, so you are telling me that buying a new iPhone is not well worth your time. This is like saying a saying to a butcher, you need to win the world championship in butchership. I don't know if that's um, something that actually exists, but but I'm but the company gives you a dull knife not well functioning knife and one of the most important things for a you know modern business um you know people working in an office uh, needs a good phone this is one of your most important tools so if your phone is not optimal or your computer not optimal you are using a lot of time in what i call friction mode I have friction for this now. I will as soon as Apple comes out with a new computer. I'm waiting for the new IMAX to have the new um, processor in it, and I will buy it immediately because I'm not waiting. I don't want to wait for my computer to do the job. I wanted to, to do it almost before I I have intention of doing it, <laughs> which is not possible. Of course, it's AI; it's not there yet. But I don't know. Um, have you seen the same thing when you coach leaders that they are kind of hung up on tools that they can't? We have this famous yeah, Jan, the law of in the Nordic region, <laughs> uh, which is yeah, the law and, I usually not. I do remember it. Have something yeah, exactly anyone right. else don't have or something. I don't remember exactly what's the name yeah. of the wording <laughs> there. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, I just clearly remember it back from my IT consultancy days that I used to ask managers about this all the time because we would go into the office and we would have, you know, decent laptops and, and uh, over the years they might not, you know, function that well and mm. we would spend five, ten minutes for them to be ready in the morning. And, you know, so we were a big office, a lot of people globally. And, mm. you know, if they were to, to add that up and, and think how much time we spent just, mm. you know, waiting for the for the machines to boot up. You know that 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 should make uh, should make it an easy calculation to see that obviously it makes sense to to yeah. have some good uh, equipment for, for mm -hmm. knowledge workers. Yeah, and to have well functioning <clears throat> equipment, especially on computers and uh, and um, phones, are I think vital for anyone who wants to create value in you know the digital world now where we are all no all knowledge workers. So, and um, I'm sure you would make a CFO cry if you made a possibility to, or had the possibility to actually um, make a calculation of what it costs you of the wasted time for waiting a computer mm. to boot. You know, a computer should open and be ready. <laughs> That's yeah. the scenario. Not five minutes to wait for boot time is, <laughs> you know, four minutes and 30 seconds too much, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely agree. So something to reflect on, you know, mm -hmm. especially as you sit there working from home, that you have a good, you know, good screen. Just yeah. simply, you know, those kinds of things that, then you know, when you sit and spend that much time to work, uh, that you have a good screen, good for your eyes, good size for you to to work from with the work that you do. It's mm. certainly worth uh, worth looking into. Mm. And then I think from a systems perspective so most of the people listening will likely have a gcd system set up it will likely be digital and obviously that'll be uh, hopefully also accessible from home as you as you work there regardless of where you work you still have access to this uh, this system hmm. so making sure that it's set up and working well for you in this new way of working at least what i've found is one of the key lists to to be aware of as you work from home um, is these uh, agenda lists. So mm. lists where the next action is for you to talk to someone, then that goes on an agenda list for this person, or also have these for different meetings that you show up to, that you have some kind of part in, something that you want to mention in those meetings, that you have agenda lists for these uh, these types of meetings. Mm. Um, as we don't, you know, work from the office, we don't just, you know, walk by and get a chance to talk. So it's even more critical, in my experience, that you have good, solid, next, uh, sorry, good, good solid agenda list for those mm. next actions that uh, that you need to discuss with with someone yeah and i i just want to add to that is that um something i think is a good idea for for most uh, people who are in the digital world now is that share the idea of an agenda list with the people you are you know interacting with um and help them set their agendas list up and teach them how to use it. Because as a GTDer, you will know that a lot of people in organizations, they have, I, I am afraid I will forget this, so I have to DM this to you immediately, or I will, I will need to send you an email immediately about this mm. subject, or I will forget it. Because I know myself, I will not remember this. But instead of that, then write it down on an agenda list, and there is one more ding less in that you know, the recipient's uh, world, which is... The problem for many is that you are we are distracted by all the things and whistles that we um, allow our focus to be interrupted by. So, yeah, yeah exactly, <clears throat> exactly. 
And other than that, I think, at least for me, when reflecting on on working from home, as uh, as I also did back in the day with my IT consultancy days, uh, one of the critical lists for me um, was the projects list to make sure that I had the right overview. So when we would head off into a status meeting, uh, that you would have the updated projects list on your end, that you knew the status of where each of these uh, projects were, were going. So whatever you had on your list, that you were able to to work uh, work from that list and and having that overview to share with the with the team so i think for for those listening who are now starting to work from home making sure that you have the right solid overview of those projects so you're ready to to go into those status meetings and of course to support you in working on the right things at the right time as you head out of those meetings indeed projects lists are vital for your mental well-being and keep things out of your head but also then to keep it up to date is super important for and uh, um, both in the office, but also in the in in the home office. So working from home help, makes it makes it help. It helps you uh, get things out of your head and make it stay outside your head. If you are good at capturing those and yeah. have them up to date, indeed. Mm, yeah. And then also making sure that you have the right context list. So as mm -hmm. you switch from office to home, you might want to reflect on whether you have the right list. So it might have been simpler times when you were working at the office, you had your computer list, for example, to, to work from, as you now maybe start to work from home, maybe a mix of going to the office and working from home, it might make sense to split that list up or at least reflect on the list that you have to see that they support you in making it relatively easy to fig figure out what the right thing is for you to do. Hmm. So for me, my setup is that I have different lists for different things that I want to do into the different locations. So I have a list for my Mac at the office, things that make sense for me to work from there. From hmm. home, I use my iPad to work from. I have a list specifically for my iPad for the things that make sense for me to do from, from that machine. Mm. So for me, it really helped to distinguish those two. So I have a good, simple list to work from, mm. because otherwise you will likely end up with some list where, you know, big Excel stuff where I need to work with a CSV file, a comma separated values file. I don't want to do that on my iPad. I don't think that works very well. It will often come into uh, conflict someplace along the, the, the workflow for me. Mm. So I'll make sure to split those tasks up to make sure that it's easy for me to sit down, look at my list and pick the right things to, to work from. Mm. I'm guessing you've had some of the same same experiences. Yes, I have. And some when, when I talk to clients and when we teach this, we just for a reminder for those of you who, who I heard about this context list, what are they again? And then a context list is list of next actions, next physical, visible next actions that you can do in one sitting where you have everything you need. That's the most precise definition, at least that I can think of for the next mm. action and those need to li live on a lists list where and they should only reside on one list not on two they should reside on a list where you need to be physically for instance you need to be at the home office and you can then have one for at home as well and uh, so it's a physical place or at the office office as we, we call it now in Norway office office <laughs> for the, the the physical office um, and the, or a tool you need so either a physical place or a tool you need um, some people love having you know and they have some let's say they have a CRM system want to update that just once a week they go in there and, and check what's happened and they, they, they don't use it very actively 
before they you know they decide to do something about it and then then that at this at CRM would be a would be a, a context or any other like if you have an SAP um, talking to a former SAP consultant <laughs> Lars I'm sure you can uh, appreciate that when you are doing something in a specific context that could also be a tool like a software tool um, and and to be clear about them you know it's very important and we talked about this you know that GTD has had some people giving it criticism because of the context lists and mm. because they say that oh but I can do everything on my PC so my PC list is very long yeah it might be but then you are widening your net maybe a little too much uh, for how many projects you have active at the same time and that's where I will um, butt my head in and say that, okay, if you don't have too many active projects, but you make a, an on-hold for projects and on-hold for next actions, you can park them there and you don't have to see them on your next actions lists at all, depending on how you set up your system or what tool you use. But just to, to narrow down the, the number of projects you work on at the same time, then your, your PC list will not be longer than how many projects you have if you just make one next action per project, which is best practice. Mm. So anything to add to my little rambling there? No, 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 that that makes that makes perfect sense. And it's just, you know, it's some of the things that I continually tweak and, and work with and make sure that they work well for me. So I bought the iPad to 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 use as my base you know, work from home machine and mm. uh, when I bought that, I introduced the uh, at iPad tag for me to set up my context list to to work from the iPad. Uh, I have my iPad for work related stuff. I have some some other iPad things that I want to do for home. So I have my mm. iPad dash home as well to 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 work from in my list. So mm. again, part of those uh, lists, part of the system where you need to tweak it to make sure that it works well for you, and especially. Again, looking back to to the topic of the day, working from home, how does that then relate to your your, your office office work, and how can mm. you then set up the system to support you best in, in that way? Mm. So I think we've we've spoken about the setup, uh, the physical setup that you have a good cockpit. Mm. We spoke a bit about the the system now, and the last thing I I wanted to add at least was this having good practices in your sort of overall work, meaning. Mm. So having good practices for when you work, um, do your, your work work and when, when you are off work. So having specific, you know, time frames set up, uh, having different mm. ways of, of navigating your system to make sure that you're doing the right things at the right time. And um, mm. at least my experience with the, with coaching clients is that that, that normally the, the, the time setup is, is, is critical for them. So obviously clocking in at the right time, clocking out at the right time and really being aware of that because it can be, you know, challenging sometimes to, to work from home. Uh, we had, uh, had a call recently where we uh, uh, discussed with a, a good, uh, good GTD who had noticed that she was working not only the regular working hours, but from the time that she would normally get in the car until the time that she would get out of her car uh, mm-hmm. coming home if he, she had been to the physical office. So she had naturally... And no wonder people are was... more productive. When, <laughs> or yeah, <it's>... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really being aware of that and really, mm. you know, keeping an eye on on, uh, on, on whether you need to, to 
clock out at a specific time or you need to get get some more things done in a, any given day, at least reflecting on that and making sure that you sort of are able to shut down and say, okay, so now I'm mm. off work. I'll step out the office. I'll close down the laptop or whatever you're working from mm. and then really say, okay, so now, now I'm home. If I'm reminded about something, I can still write it down. I can go in there and throw it in my in-tray and I can, you know, stay in home mode, yeah. even though it's uh, the office is just, just there. Hmm. I heard uh, uh, some people talk about this, and I've tried it a little. Um, and I, I'm 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 surely not the right candidate for this because I feel that when I when I um, when I leave my home office office space, um, I don't I don't think about work until I have to go back there or something happens that you know I get a call mm. or something. Um, but people are are telling me that they have rituals for when they are shutting off work. And it could be that you just put your computer on standby and then says something. I, heard, I hear people talk about a system shutdown or something like this. They say something that uh, um, makes yeah. them makes them remember that now I'm switching off my work. It's like yeah. my... <laughs> This is not related directly, but indirectly. Is that my wife and I? We, she want to make sure. She always asks me, "Did you close? Did you lock the door?" We have an, um, you know, our other door, and um, and of course I do because I have this habit. I will always turn the knob mm. to to lock the door. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time I do that. Uh, um, I'm not perfect, so I can be distracted and forget it. But it's. You know, ninety-nine point nine is very fairly close to one hundred. So, so, but, but, so we decided that when I, when I locked the door for her to remember that I actually did it, I I, I locked the door when she and I say pink elephant, <laughs> and that's the code word for locked door. <laughs> and when she hears that, she can ah, he said pink elephant. Just it needs to be a little bizarre, a strange something for her to remember. So when we talk about the pink <laughs> elephant in this home, that means the door is locked. <laughs> so. Have you met your neighbors recently? And are they asking about why you are shouting pink elephant from the, <laughs> from the front? The, the, the door is then locked, so they don't hear me. <laughs> and soundproof, I hope. Ah, yeah, well, uh, more or less. I don't shout very loudly, but yeah, I say it out loud. <laughs> pink elephant. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. I want now, to, one of the things oh, that I've done to to um, to to make that shift from from work to home is that I've set up so I'm I'm very uh, Apple based. Meaning I have my iPhone, I have my iPad, I have my Mac at the uh, at the office. And uh, one of the things that I've set up just to to nerd the geek out a bit on the tools is that I've set up uh, shortcuts. Hmm. So as I work during the day, my iPad home screens will be set up to show the work specific apps that I that I use for work. Mm -hmm. As soon as the you know it hits four o'clock, or if I manually manually toggle it, whether it's work or, or personal, um, then it'll switch the, the screen. So mm -hmm. the the apps on the screen that shows up uh, is different. I've set up a different mm -hmm. background. Hmm. to show me uh, you know i'll be uh, you know look at my screen and it'll have a picture of me giving a gtd speech or hmm. some other gtd picture during the day and then hmm. after those working hours it'll shift to a personal picture from a, a summer holiday and it'll do that on my phone it'll do that on my ipad it'll do that on my watch as well mm -hmm. so i found especially the watch part is actually very helpful that i've kept a very simple watch face with hmm. photos of my family that show up from four o'clock until the next work day at eight o'clock mm. in the morning mm. 
Uh, and while at work, I have this uh, nice detailed uh, uh, set of complications yeah. in that uh, watch face that then gives me all the information I need when, when I do my work. Yeah. And I think that has work actually dashboard. been a very helpful thing for me. Yeah, exactly. That that's actually been very helpful for me to have that set up and mm. and automatically automatically happen. Mm. You you glance at your watch and you understand I'm not at work anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've done uh, something similar, but um, well, nothing, not exactly. But I use um, Elgato Stream Deck for changing contexts. So you can, um, for instance, when I start for recording of our podcast now, I have, um, and I will show, for those of you who are listening, uh, you will not understand what I'm doing now, but I'm showing my my Stream Deck control board. And this, uh, the Stream Deck is a um, USB device you put on your computer and you are connect to your computer by uh, via usb and you install a little software and you can program this and now i can switch uh, profiles i can do a lot of things from this um, uh, you know this profile i have for for um, the stream deck and when i automatically start when i start my ecam recording device it will automatically switch to that context and it will also switch to a different screen so i you know um, um, the desktop will be specifically for recording this um, the, um the recording the podcast and gets me the the, the podcast background and, and it, so i'm in podcast mode and when i'm finished or closing this it will change the the, um, the, the stream deck into another profile that's you know work related so that that to streamline the, the what am I doing right now? That's another tip for maybe for another day, but it is still still inside my home office. So I'm mentioning it, and I just want to go go back because you started with what I think is the end of the day. I would like to go back to the start of the day when you start your work day, because um, <clears throat> you know to have a good habit when you start your work day. I think that is also important even before you start. I know people are telling me um, that they they need to take their, you know, the shirt on. They have to have, a, you know, the work uniform on to get into work mode quickly. Uh, me, myself, I don't need to do that um, to get into work mode. It's kind of like I just flip a switch in my brain and suddenly I'm, I'm working. I don't need a shirt to remind me this. But I understand, for instance, Joka Bakman in Finland, our partner in Finland, he needs to put his um, business shirt on to remind him that he actually is in the office. And uh, I don't know, do you have feel the same, Loris? You need to put a shirt on something to remind you? No, I think I'm more like you, and I think this. Um, well, obviously, you cast on this for for ages as well. So, so, yeah. but but for me, it really is just back to it's all work. So, regardless of what what mm. I'm doing, um, if I want to work from my list, I'll I'll sit down and look at the appropriate list, whether mm. it's on Saturday when I'm at home and I want <coughs> to do something from my list, or whether it's at at the office. I'll I'll pick that up and I'll look at the right list that that makes sense for me to do from from the office. So mm. for me, it, it is not necessary. I don't have to to make that specific switch. It's just mm. you know, it's it's how I work. Mm. So, um, but some of the best practices that we teach people in the. Um, in our coaching and partially in our seminar is how do you boot your day when you start your computer uh, a lot of people start your computer and then the first thing they do is to open outlook 
and they see all the emails and they start doing their emails they start replying to emails and suddenly wow suddenly there's a meeting and i haven't prepared for that or or you you know the day is advanced um, and you've been playing instead of doing what you maybe think you should be doing you are being playing email ping pong with someone or a lot of people Mm. so so the best practices for for um you know, booting your your computer and starting Outlook is to start in the calendar mode. And why is that, Lars? <laughs> also, you don't jump into emails and start doing that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, and I recognize that for myself as well. I used to be really, really good at that. Mm. Um, jumping into emails, just getting all those out of the way. And, you know, for, for the way that I work today, uh, obviously the calendar is the, the key place to navigate from. But the way I have set up my, my actually my dock on my Mac is simply to, I'll hit these seven different apps that will just open up. So even though I might open my email, I'll go in there and, and I might check them and then, and, 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 you know, um, clarify and organize the things that have shown up. I then would still fall back. So, okay, here's the calendar and then take a step back, take a deep breath and then figure out, all right, so what's the right thing for me to work on right now? Mm. Is it that I have to head off into a meeting, anything I need to prepare for different meetings or mm. what's the right thing for me to work on? Mm. So the best best practices here from the David Allen Academy is to, to to open the calendar first instead of going into emails, then have an overview of your hard landscape, then check your lists for whatever you can do if there is some available time, and then open email madness and see if there's something you can you know, clarify and organize there, or not only look at something, but clarify and organize your email to, to zero if possible. Um, and, and the reason is because you, you, in your calendar is your, your hard landscape, what you decided to do today, such as just to start there. So I, I'm, I'm using, uh, on my Mac, I always have, um, a mini version of my calendar open for the day. So I can, that's the first thing I see when I open my computer. And, um, so I have that at hand and, and since I'm now being a very heavy handed user of of um, pipe drive for most of my tasks uh, that are customer related they will also show up as full day events so i can just keep a glance on what do i need to follow up today Um, Mm. so i have that overview and um, and it's fairly easy if you're on a on a pc to change the um, the the startup screen and i'm taking this from memory lars give me a hand if i'm wandering off but you go for (laughs) file alternatives um and i think it is in the general where you change the uh, um, the the start outlook in folder Hmm. at least you're looking for something called change um change start outlook startup in and then you change it to the folder from inbox to calendar does that make sense am i totally off or are you desperately i see your eyes are flickering a little now (laughs) you're trying to find it out i don't remember (laughs) okay but files alternatives and and look for something called uh, start outlook in and it should say inbox if you haven't changed it and then you can change the folder to to calendar and click save and then go back to your and then restart your your outlook and see if it works if it starts in calendar voila 
And while you're in there, turn off all your notifications. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. Please Why? do. Please Why? Do. Why on earth would I turn <laughs> off my notifications for email? I used to love them so much. I would turn on any. I would turn on more notifications if I could. <laughs> so <laughs> anything that I was able to to switch on on my phone, get all that input in there. So yeah, mm -hmm. no, get those turned off. That would be the the first thing that I would do on the Windows machine. Mm -hmm. Hit that Outlook icon, right click show new notifications on email messages i think it is uh, mm. the text switch that off right away yeah you want to get rid of that and of course you want to have calendar notifications but email notification is uh, you know the death of your concentration or your ability to focus if you're working on something that actually needs your focus and concentration so turning those off uh, as well and then when working from home maybe you want to for make sure that you are uh, able to focus for a long time if that's necessary for you if you want to walk maybe you need to talk to your um, you know the other peoples in your family that uh, how can we interact with each other so that I can get my work done and you are not cutting my my focus time in half or, or prolonging my focus time because you're interacting with me um, um, here is very easy I can I can I can slide a door and you know lock another door, not lock it but close it, and um, that will be my signal to my my wife who also works from home. That um, now I'm not available for a conversation. So when I'm ready, mm. I just go up and just open the door, and she understands now. She can talk to me and we can interact. Um, how do you solve that when you work from home? You have two small boys and a wife, so how do you yeah, handle that? They don't work from home. <laughs> ah, but in the Corona times now, no, no, maybe... my wife, my wife would, no, my wife would would, uh, would sometimes do that, and uh, we've been fortunate to have family to to support us in in, in taking on them. So mm -hmm. um, when I had to work from home, or when I had to to stay home with the boys the other day. I took the day off instead. Yeah. That was the more productive uh, way for me to, mm. to engage with that. But it brings us back to the uh, original topic of agendaless. So again, it's so easy to sit there if you're both working from home to to interrupt each other and you know when stuff mm. shows up. Similarly to what you described with uh, could be chat, could be emails going back and forth. That you mm. have a separate place with this. So when work is over, you have the the right time to go through the agenda list. Then mm. you can walk through those topics and, uh, and, yep. and deal with them. Yeah. Mm. And have an inbox uh, where she, he or she can come and just drop things without saying something. That's also a good idea. Mm. So just yeah. and have your own back. inbox. Yeah, have your own <laughs> inbox. <laughs> Circling back to the beginning of the show. So, okay. Anything exactly. that we haven't covered that you think we should cover? Uh, have you some more? No, I think we 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 walk through the 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 things that i had noted down to walk through i hope these you know were able to to support you out there in reflecting on how you can work most directly from from home and if you have any tips be sure to let us know podcast at qtdnordic.dk okay and uh, i think that since we now have ended this topic exhausted it from our um shallow uh, knowledge of uh, knowledge work <laughs> well it's gtd based on <laughs> and and our own experiences so i hope that this is giving you some value so lars will you take us out yes certainly so we always wrap up this episode by reminding you to head on over to gtd nordic.com and have a look
look around because on that website you will find links to all of the country websites for each of the countries in the Nordics and on those websites you will find uh, articles about GTD links to groups on social media where natives discuss the methodology share their own tips and tricks and of course all of our different offerings both physical and virtual if you're outside the Nordics head on over to gettypings.com to find your local partners and um, since we not recently, I guess for some time now, we've been recording these episodes uh, on video as well. So if you want to watch these episodes instead, you can certainly do that. You can find them on our each of our YouTube channels. So you'll find links to each of those in the show notes of the, the podcast. And lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. Um, if GCD has made a difference in your life, please consider helping us spreading the message to more people by giving the podcast a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify recently started to offer this. So make sure you hit that rating button. It really helps the discoverability of the podcast, which is why we're here to help other people learn GCD. Well, thank you, Lars, for checking us out. And until next time, people, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.